When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 1868. Five ways to get more time for yourself by Emma Scheib of simpleslowlovely.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of Optimal Relationships Daily, and I am your host and narrator of the show, Greg Audino. Today, I've got another article for you that can help you improve your relationships, and this one actually focuses on getting more time for yourself. How can you make that space, and what can you do with it in order to build upon the love that you have toward yourself and those around you as well? Let's hear Emma Scheib's thoughts on the matter as we optimize your life. Five Ways to Get More Time for Yourself by Emma Scheib of simpleslowlovely.com I don't know about you, but I'm feeling a little under the pump. I'm unsure of how it got to be the fall already, but here we are. I'm pretty sure I feel like this every year, and I'm pretty sure it's getting worse. But I am determined not to let the end of the year rush kick my butt this year. I'm determined to make time and space for myself, regardless. My Game Plan for Surviving the Next Three Months Living slower looks different to everyone and it looks different for me in different seasons or even on different days. Some days it looks like homemade crackers and pesto, and other days it looks like giving the kids chicken nuggets and carrot sticks for dinner. But the one solid, unchanging aspect of my version of slow living is the importance of making time for myself. When I'm constantly on the go, running errands or working, or tending to my family's needs, I can very quickly tip into overwhelm and stress. Making space for myself is just as important as the physical needs of drinking water and getting enough sleep. What is time for yourself? It means physical breathing space, going slow enough to take the intentional deep breaths. It also means white space on my calendar. I try to do this by punctuating my to-dos with do-nothing time. And space sometimes means the more typical activities associated with self-care, like baths and pedicures. But more often, It's just a thought download to get the mental clutter out of my head and on paper. And as an introvert, space is often alone time, but sometimes it's time with my friends and family. It was my birthday last week, and my hubby knew what the best birthday present was. Time. He took the kids off to church, while I took myself and the dog for a run, did some yoga, and then tidied the house. If you like the sound of some of these space ideas, and you are wondering how to get more space, I've got your back, friends. Let's dive into five ways to get more space for you. Number one, deep planning. On the face of it, this little trick doesn't seem simple, and initially it can be a time sucker. But 
I know that if I plan out the next few months, it will pay off. In my journey to slow and simple, I've given up a lot of meticulous planning for, well, basically winging it. That's the rebel in me. But over the next few months, I'll have to engage with my super-organized persona if I want to achieve everything I need to do. That's why this week I sat down and did some deep planning. My friend Krista, over at A Life in Progress, created some gorgeous printables that made the task so much easier. The pack includes space to write, short-term personal goals, monthly goals, a weekly rhythm chart with time blocks, and my personal favorites, the dawn and dusk rituals, as well as the habit tracker. Filling these printables out did several things for me. It helped me gain clarity about what really needs to happen over the next few months. It helped me gain control over the chaos of to-dos that was in my head. But most importantly, it grounded me in my values and purpose. Number two, saying no. I've talked about saying no before, but it's always relevant. Learning to use no as your default answer will be one of the easiest but unconventional ways to make space for yourself, especially in this season. And it doesn't need to be as mean as it sounds. You'll need to start by inserting time between the request and your answer. You don't have to commit or decline immediately. Then, in that time you've inserted, ask yourself a couple of questions. Is this request in line with my values at this point in my life? And what will I have to say no to if I say yes to this? Number three, defining what time is for you, realistically. This week, time for me looked like a catch-up with some old school friends, and then a belated birthday wine and pedicure with one of my besties. It was a blissful five hours away from the demands of the house and family. But most days, it's just a 20-minute walk with the dog at night, and on a bad day, it's five minutes reading in bed before falling asleep with the book over my face. As much as you'd like it to look like facials or long solo walks on the beach, it won't always, most of the time, be realistic. Write down some realistic things you'd like to do with your space. Number four, delete one commitment from your life today. This is, in a sense, the easiest way to make space for yourself. Pick one commitment that you have on your calendar for the next few months and hit delete. I'm not necessarily talking about letting someone down here. Aim for the low-hanging fruit. For example, if you've made a commitment to go to the gym three to four times per week, cut out one of your sessions, unless, of course, this is you time. If you desperately need space in your life, then you may need to question whether you really need to be the 23rd PTA member, or whether you need to say yes to the extra shifts at work. Choose one small thing you can delete from your calendar, and don't fill the space back up. And number five, say yes to something that's just for you, today. Many of you are parents, and even if you aren't, many of you are selflessly serving in your family or community in some way, which is wonderful. But you need to remember to do some things just for yourself, too. Maybe there's a cookie recipe that no one else in your house likes but you love. Make it for yourself. Just remember to freeze portions so you don't eat the whole tray. Maybe you never get time to drive to your favorite garden center. Book an appointment with yourself and do it. You are just as important as anyone else in your household or community. Your needs matter. Say yes to something that's just for you. Making time and space for ourselves can be hard, but it's a vital ingredient to living well. You just listened to the post titled, Five Ways to Get More Time for Yourself, by Emma Scheib of simpleslowlovely.com. And thanks so much to Emma for this post. 
It's also worth mentioning that, in case you are new to our network, the woman Krista who she mentions in the article and that blog of hers, A Life in Progress, are also read from here on uh, ORD and OLD as well. So it's definitely worth your time to check out that site too, as well as Emma's, which again is simpleslowlovely.com. Now, there's a lot to like about this post, but in spite of some of Emma's comments about family and social commitments, uh, you know, some of you might still feel as though this doesn't fall firmly in the arena of relationships. Well, maybe you don't have a family to find space from or plan for like she does, and maybe you're not even an introvert that needs more time away from people like she is. But no matter who you are and what types of relationships you currently have, remember that time alone is essential because depending on how we spend it and what lessons we're able to extract from it, willing and able, I should say, alone time can teach us so much more about our values, our priorities, and many other personal things that play huge roles in how we relate to others. So alone time spent intentionally can really help us come back to our relationships, not just revitalized, but also with more knowledge about ourselves, uh, about our needs, and which versions of ourselves we bring to our loved ones. So remember that alone time is what you make of it, my friends. It's time to take off for now, but I'm so thankful to have had you here today for another installment of ORD. Have a great rest of your day, be safe, and be sure to come back tomorrow as we start our parenting leg of the week. And that's where your optimal life awaits.